0: Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, people, Dave Fensom here on isolation mode in this COVID-19 crisis. Hope you guys are all doing okay out there and you've uh, got food and stuff and uh haven't been caught by the weird panic buying that people are doing man I've, i went to little earlier to pick up some coffee pods and nothing mate i'm sure i mean it's not a new story you've all seen it but it's crazy man uh guys don't panic buy everything will be fine i'm sure and uh don't get the illness and die we need the listeners 100 percent. anyway this episode is a uh Wow, it's a, an episode we've known was coming for quite some time. It's two bald men reviewing an album by two bald men and a hairier man. Uh, yeah, it's Right Said Fred's Up. Uh, we, we have a fun conversation uh, today, I think. We certainly enjoyed the podcast. Did we enjoy it more than the album? Who fucking knows? Check it out and we'll tell you. Now, normally at this point, I would plug some of the stuff I've got coming up, but um, all my gigs are cancelled. All my gigs are cancelled at the moment, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, who knows what's going to happen financially. It's an interesting time for those of us who are self-employed. Obviously, Krista works in a pub as well so well owns a pub should i say uh and uh yeah it's interesting times for us people right now so uh if you can support your local artists uh you have there is literally no way of you supporting us at the moment uh but try and help people out that might be struggling would be my advice anyway uh with no further ado check out this latest episode of pop collaborate and listen i hope you have fun with it later Yes, yes, people, Dave Fensom and my friend Chris DeGreer. Hey, what's up, everybody? Are here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen, joined as always by uh, Pop Music's most popular Corgi, Waffles the Dog. Uh He's sitting, just soaking in the tunes and the atmosphere at the moment, Indeed. hanging out with his best friend, Krista Greer.
1: Loving it over this way. Loving it. Loving so, it. yeah,
0: guys, I uh, hope everything's well. I hope none of you have died of coronavirus. Uh, I'd hate... Literally, we just cannot afford to lose the listeners. Yeah, God, don't be so selfish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Self-isolate, listen to our entire... Back catalog oh look, that's a point our, yeah. our listenership might go up it could do yeah i mean we
1: could be good for our dialogue i
0: don't think we're that popular during the uh the high risk group. Uh, a friend of the year show Sy si sharp you might have heard from a couple of so high risk user stay indoors Sy si sharp we can't lose you yeah god uh yeah i mean it's been a weird week isn't it it's uh i mean you're yeah, a, yeah you're, you're a republican and I, I i run events for a living yeah so both it's, of us
1: kind of rely on the public being able and willing to go outdoors and come to us Yeah. So what we're saying basically is, uh, we—if you start hearing a lot of adverts appear in this podcast,
0: (laughs) you'll know we're having a lot of problems paying our bills.
1: Exactly. We should just say this is all going to be fine. It'll blow over. Keep coming out to live events and to bars. Absolutely. Drink your sorrows away and have a laugh. Just wash your fucking hands, you hunt. Yeah.
0: Anyway, this is a week that has been a long time coming. Since almost, I think, since we conceived of this podcast, we looked ahead and we saw this. And this was a kind of a red letter day. I think it's been a red... You know, we always try and go into these things with a a lack of preconceptions. But it is very,
1: very difficult not to on this occasion. It really is. Because how can you not have a preformed opinion on right said fred
0: right said fred yeah two bald men in front of microphones in a studio it's string vests being sexy too,
1: too sexy what some might say literally this podcast <laughs> it's exactly what we uh always wanted to exactly be what we modeled ourselves on from the start
0: but yes yeah, so right said fred early 90s novelty act I guess we would say of course of course uh, it is and what was did you have a I mean you, you couldn't avoid this song
1: i Too Sexy itself yes Yes. I will admit I bought the 12 inch you did what I bought the 12 inch it came out in 1991 you I did bought fucking the 12- what I bought it I thought it was hilarious. Did you And now? I bought it, and that wore off quite quickly. You thought
0: this was hilarious in 1991?
1: I did. Oh, man. See,
0: I'm a year younger than you, and I knew better.
1: Yeah. Well, fair enough. I, I'll admit I was wrong. You can't well. justify this at all. But I bought it, and I thought it was very, very funny. And then it was obviously played to death and went on and on and on. And, you know, the, the, that wash of realization yeah. comes over you, and you're like, oh, I see. This is. Just annoying at this point. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair
0: enough, man. Fair enough. But, yeah, no,
1: I I thought it was very funny in its first
0: flourish. Okay, fair enough, yeah. I... Don't think I ever did. I think I just okay. found this annoying at the time, right? Sure. And we'll get to how I feel about it now later in the podcast. Fine. Lovely. Okay.
1: But you, but the album-wise, you presumably never heard the album. Oh before. God, no. Why?
0: no! I mean, I I, I I knew all three of the singles. Sure. And I'll we'll, we'll talk. I won't go into too much detail because otherwise we'll no, 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 we can get to some of the stuff we have got to say about the rest. But yeah, I I, can't, I I was aware of it. It was very much something that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I probably was more stridently against it than I n- needed to be at the time. Oh, really?
1: You were making a very big show with oh, yeah. hating, right? Oh, in yeah, it, in that, at in that point. time. Oh, yeah, man.
0: A commercial pop shit, man. Yeah, gotcha. You know. Gotcha. And there's probably a level of irony in the song that was probably slightly lost on me in my. uh yeah, right. Uh, uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. so, sure. right. So, look, uh, uh, neither of us really have much of a relationship with Vice of Fred, apart, apart from you being an, uh, an early adopter. And apart, yes, well, It was
1: partly my fault. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, and well, let's. Uh, uh, Let's do a little bit of kind of stats and, and background on the band. Um, obviously, the, the main members are the two brothers, Richard and Fred Fairbrass. Yeah. They're the two bald guys in the band. Yeah. Uh, they were brought up in East Grinstead, which is relatively local to where we are. And the home of uh, UK Scientology. Is it? It is. I wonder if the two are linked. Cylons. Um, but they they've both been musicians. Like, throughout the late 70s and 80s in various guises, mm-hmm. they've both been session musicians. Um, Richard played bass for people like Boy George, Mick Jagger, David Bowie, Yeah, turns out. He was in a Bowie video. Oh, yeah, indeed. I, I don't think I've actually seen it, and I didn't seek it out for this. I don't know nah. if he looked the same or if he was uh, just in the background. Somewhere.
0: Well, I think he's he's been cut out of subsequent remixes because he's too sexy saw oh, to exactly that video. video yeah, yeah. I see,
1: right. Uh, Fred apparently played guitar with Then Jericho for a little while. Did he really? And toured with Bob Dylan. Wow. I know. Um, so they are both, they've got musical backgrounds. That's Then Jericho, not Chris Jericho. Yes, it is, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um And it turns out as part of a very early band they were with called The Actors in the late 70s, they toured with Suicide. Really? Yeah, what? And supported Joy Division in Manchester. That's insane. Um, They formed Right Said Fred in 1989 um, with a guitarist called Ray Weston, who left in 1990 to go and join Wishbone Ash. Did he? Yeah. So he obviously maybe saw the direction they were heading in and went, no, this is not quite prog enough for me. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, made a hasty exit. Formed his own Western Front. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And then guitarist Rob Manzoli joined in 1990 to replace him and he stayed with the band until like 97.
0: A man with a surname that sounds like a brand of
1: cooking oil. I was going to say a pasta, but yeah. Okay, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Well, you wouldn't be able to buy any
0: of that at the moment, so would you? Yeah. <laughs> topical. <Zik. laughs> uh, yeah, oh, But um, anyway, did you bring your own toilet roll? Oh, always. Yeah, if you need to shit in my house, you fucking... Oh, shit, and I, I was like, I'm a wank. Oh, yeah, no, fair enough. You yeah. can use my toilet roll for that. Thanks, that's fine.
1: Fun. Use curtains. <laughs> use the dog, wipe it on the, on oh, the dog. Oh, you don't wipe it on my waffles, dog. No. Uh, but yeah, so there's your kind of background. So that's up to 1990 when they were starting to... Uh, get themselves together to release i'm too sexy that's where they're up to at that point wow
0: it's a i mean such a lot of backstory for for this
1: i know and uh, in terms of what the fuck the band have won two Ivor novello awards Ivor novello for songwriting I know. Anyway, yeah. right. right. Okay, so, look, uh,
0: well, let's, uh, how, what kind of sales did this do, this album? What kind
1: uh, of- this, this did, it did big sales on the album. I don't have a note exactly what it was, but it was a couple of times platinum, at least in the UK. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't do much uh, in the States. Okay. The album didn't. Uh, it did very well in places like Australia and Ireland and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it didn't have longevity at all, the no. album anyway. Well, this
0: is the only album they ever, I mean, I think they've got about six albums. They do, they? I know. Uh, and this is the only one that ever got a release in the States. But this was yes. a US, no, but I'm Too Sexy
1: was a US Billboard number one single. The single was, absolutely. It was huge over there. And let's face it, you Madonna know. talked about it, you yeah, know.
0: And Madonna talked about wanting to shag Richard That's fair right, right. Yeah. yeah, Fair enough, mate, fair enough. Let's talk about this album cover.
1: Okay. Yes. Okay. So really, all we've got here is we've got a CD in front of us. In we fact, we've got a CD in front of us. I'll get a photo of us with it. With a charity in a shop CD. Yeah.
0: Charity shop CD. So what we've got here is we've got uh, yellow block capital letters. Yep. It says Right said Fred.
1: Oh yeah, can't uh, mistake it.
0: The uh, the up is uh, in red uh, mm. and there's a red background. It kind of almost looks like you know it's, it's kind of if you told me this was like a like a Ned's Atomic Dustbin <laughs> release or something like that. <laughs>
1: It is similar to some of the stuff they've done. It's kind
0: I mean, I'll tell you what it looks like most to me is like the back print of a of a band T shirt. Uh sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: it's it's striking and it's well, it's simple. Bright, it's brightly coloured, yeah. You know, to attract the simpletons. Yeah. And it's very simple. It's just words. It, okay, someone has literally gone. Well, let's do something. You know with these lettering on it but yeah. let's do something else and then they forgot to do anything else.
0: Yeah. I tell you what though. Yeah. It's a little bit classier than
1: it than expected. I oh, I see I wonder did they do other things that weren't as classy and the record company went that won't look good on the shelves, Yeah, exactly. Boys. I mean,
0: you know, there's no there's no leather men on the cover. Right, sure. Or, yeah. yeah, I wonder. So yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's I don't have much of an opinion on it I whatever. think it's fucking rubbish. I think well, it's absolute rubbish. I, I think it's fine. It
1: I, looks like a comic relief single to me.
0: Well, that's because it's red and yellow. Yeah, but
1: well, indeed, but that's what it looks like. to me. Uh, It looks like, uh, I don't know, I think, something I, I think, silly.
0: I, I think I'm probably feeling a little warmer to it than you are. Okay. Uh, I think it's fine. It's very workmanlike. It's just procedural. Uh, but at least it isn't what it could have been.
1: Okay, right. All right. Yeah, well, that's one way to think about it. you're sure.
0: Okay, well, let's track in, crack in with uh, track number one. This one's called Love for All Seasons. Right. Okay, so that's a very
1: distinct vocal, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a voice that you can tell it's him. So
0: it's lyric, there's no truth in the rumour? Yeah. I can't imagine what kind of rumours would circulate about definitely straight man Richard <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. no, obviously To be fair, like, he'd just come out of his bi in 1991. yeah. 91. Yeah, indeed. Uh, in what I'm sure must have been an enormous shock to everyone. Um, <laughs> but, so I wonder if that's bit, Obviously, it's, we've got a high camp disco house track
1: here sure absolutely with, yeah with
0: this incredibly ca- dr- overly dramatical kind of cabaret dramatic, style yeah. singing yeah. exactly
1: yes yeah um, and okay fair enough that is pretty much what I would expect expected yeah. from, from this I wouldn't have expected I don't think the level of theatre maybe that's going no. on in this song I
0: mean, the thing is right it's actually pretty inoffensive really it's you know i mean i've had fun nights out in cabaret environments and you know this isn't music i choose to listen to but my overall thought of this
1: song is oh this could have been worse Oh, you're, okay, you're, you're giving a lot of credence to how, how bad something could have I mean, been on this. May,
0: maybe I've gone in with this with a fear, uh-huh. and I've just gone, oh, this is okay. Okay, you know, really? You know, it's just it's just straight up, it's just straight up kind of cheesy disco, isn't it? It is, it's very cheesy disco. Yeah, with oh, absolutely. A, with a big kind of silly camp
1: vocal. And it's, I, don't, yeah. I don't think there's anything to hate in it. Um, well, let's see how you've done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't, okay, I'm, I'm not going to say that I hate it. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm, you know, virulently against this, but I think it's shit. I think it's absolute shit.
0: I see. I don't. I don't know if I do think it's absolute it shit. Really?
1: I All think right. it's.
0: I think it's. I think it's throwaway, camp pop. Yeah. But it's professionally put together. Oh, I
1: don't think it is. Oh, I do. Oh. I,
0: th- I think it is. I think you know. I think an awful lot of the crux on this is how much you can tolerate his
1: vocal right i do have issues with it and i also do yeah i
0: also do uh and we'll you know we'll we'll come to more of it as we go throughout but i think as an opening song it sets its stall out quite well so this is what this is it's this arch kind of high camp kind of we've got you know it's it's got disco and funk in here right a little bit of kind of houses a little bit of an electronic element to it. there's some funky bass lines yeah Right. Very, very simple funky bass lines. Yeah, for, well, there's for,
1: nothing complex in this entire album.
0: But um, And yeah. But uh, I came out with this going,
1: uh, this could have been worse. Okay, you're right, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have been, you know, another minute longer. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I don't mind cheesy pop. I don't mind disco, that sort of thing. And when you're looking at this sort of stuff, I suppose someone like Kylie was probably doing similar things at yeah. the time. She's doing her very camp, uh, gay-orientated disco yeah. pop. In the same way, that this is, is, but I think her songs at least had a chorus and a hook, and I don't think there's anything like this uh, going on in this song. I don't think there's anything I could sing to you afterwards.
0: I know, no, truth in the oh, no, I don't think that's catchy. One, one bit. I think I think it's I think the lyrics are. And,
1: and here's the thing, right? Do we talk about the lyrics on this album because they're all awful? I mean, yeah, there
0: are there are there are themes that will develop throughout that
1: bear. I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, he is. I don't know what standard we hold it to, you know. He's he's not a lyricist, is he? No, no. And no, no one is going into this album going. I hope there's some good messages here.
0: Can you hold him intellectually responsible for
1: these lyrics when so many of them were clearly written by his penis? Right, I see what you're saying. Um, well, I don't particularly want to hold his penis to account. No, this is a man who's. Sex drive is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, he seems to be going for it. This man likes sex
0: driving like Chris Rea likes actual driving. Like,
1: and, you know, the other thing, fair play to him, because this was released in 92, yeah? yeah. He was born in 1953. Wow, wasn't so, really? Yeah, exactly. So he's 40 years old at this point, and he's still... A fucking sex monster.
0: Oh yeah, he's in. He's in good shape, man.
1: He's, yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's he's going for it. He's
0: leaving out no options either. He's left all. Like, <laughs> he's left everything
1: on the table. He's opened all doors. He really has, man. Yeah. He's
0: like Peter Pan sexual.
1: Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, but in terms of the song, I think the song is bad. I think it's too dull to be fun, and I think it's too annoying to be. Oh well, I will let him get away with this because it's he's saying something. Okay.
0: Okay, now I'm in a difficult position here because I am not I cannot disagree with anything you've said uh-huh. you're saying, right? But from my perspective, if I you know, if we'd gone on a night out and we'd found ourselves, you know, you know, like downstairs at latest bar or right, something, sure. right? And there was a drag act on and this song was being sung in exactly this way, mm-hmm. I would be having a perfectly okay night.
1: Oh uh, yeah? Yeah. Or would you be laughing at how ridiculous it was? No,
0: I'd be I'd be sitting chatting away, and yeah. this would be happening, and I'd be going, oh, "This is this is a perfectly appropriate soundtrack to this kind of night."
1: Maybe so. That's where okay. I would be at. With All right, it, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, it's never going on my playlist, but I'm I. It's I think this is a, a well and executed enough version of this level of high camp mm-hmm. that. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's, it it doesn't get to you know, quite like you say, kind of Kylie levels. It doesn't get to Eurasia levels.
1: No, at no, any point, at all. Point at all right? You yeah. know, it's
0: and it's always a discount version of that. But it's better put together than I expected it to be. Okay, so that's where I'm at.
1: Interesting. All right. Um, there are a couple of things that particularly annoyed me about this. Uh, okay, one of them. Wait, wait, when I mean, there's a couple of things, overall it annoyed me. But there's yeah. a couple of things that I picked up on. One of them uh, was that little organ bit in the, in the background, the ding, 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 yeah. ding. That reminded me of a song, and I was like, what the fuck is that? What is, why? What am I thinking of? And I eventually realised it was this. Gala, Freed From Desire. Oh, my God, I thought that was the start of Wigfield. Oh, th- that was one of the ones I went, yeah. is it Wigfield, is it Gina G? That sort of thing. Yeah. It, gala, Freed From Desire. And I'm like, freed from desire. Freed yeah. from desire. No, no. <laughs> this one here. It's oh, yeah, I know fucking dreadful. Here, yeah, yeah. And I hate that song. So that yeah. jarred with me. But then also, right, in, in this the Right Side Fred song, Love for All Seasons, it's yeah. called, and there are some pretty shit lyrics in here, you know. You and I can go to Loveland.
0: What? That's not good I mean, good you, there, you and me can go to Loveland if you want to.
1: Is that just on the M4?
0: I think it's a uh, kitchenware. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, that's Lakeland. Ah,
1: nice. Yeah. But when he starts just listing the months, right, that's... Terrible. Well, it's, it's a it's a love for all seasons. But okay, I'm gonna play this for the listener, and this is we've got more than one now. I think it's just Barnaby. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Play this for both the listeners. Right. Uh, so he's gone through. Uh, you know, I hope uh, that we this love lasts forever. Whatever it is, and then this this shit comes in, and then he just goes into this rubbish.
0: He's
1: just scatting. He might just be saying
0: ABCDEFG. Yeah, but I, do, I mean, to be fair, ABC is one of the best
1: songs ever written. Oh, no, fair enough. But it's probably also copywritten, so you, you can't yeah, fuck away exactly. with it. But that, I think, is shockingly shocking, you know? I think you're looking for something to be annoyed about. Uh, uh, very possibly, but that did it. I looked for something yeah, and there it is. And see,
0: I think this is the, the the thing of this. This song at no point annoyed me.
1: Oh, I thought it was awful. Oh,
0: yeah, God, we're gonna really have a fun really time. fucking. I hate. think we're gonna have a fun time here today. Good. Okay. Right. So track number two is called "No One on Earth." Uh huh. So this one's a bit more kind of pop clubby. Pop clubby. This song this sounds like a Saturday morning kids' TV thing. <laughs> oh, funnily enough, right? <laughs> I've got I've got here um, the, the hook as a daytime TV feel. Yeah, it really. Is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: and everything fits together like my favourite little bits. I know. Oh, it's horrible, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean.
0: Like the vocal here, it's just right on the edge of parody, isn't it? It's an interesting episode. Like, I mean, like I, I, I don't really hold much of a tune when I sing. Right, and, fair and enough. And I always go, oh, I fucking wish I could hold a tune. And this is quite a kind of reminder that not everyone that can hold a tune has a
1: pleasing voice. Well, I've got a little note that maybe this is the point we talk about the fact that Richard Fairbrass is not a good singer. I, I don't even think he's really holding that tune. I think he's doing so much affectation around it. Yeah. Precisely, That's masking a lot of fucking sins. Oh, I think he's. I think he's holding a tune. I think that's. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe well, I, uh, maybe a little column A, little column B. Okay, sure. Which is the name of his solo album?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes. Anyway. um... <laughs> <laughs> There's kind of a sub status quo breakdown at some point in this song as well. Do you There's, know what I mean? I don't think I do. Is it like I think it's about two thirds of the way through, it just kind of this is music break comes through and I'm like that just sounds like shit status quo and I hate status you quo. You do,
1: right, yeah, exactly. Oh this? Right. That sounds like status quo to it, me. Right again, this sounds like incidental music on a on a TV show. States Pro dance it is it's a, you're too sexy for that dance Dave hmm.
0: look it's simple it's somewhat catchy but it's throwaway as fuck, fucking it's not very good
1: oh I think this is also dreadful this is like I think this is worse than the first one because it's so. Oh, in, I think this of, is, I think this is defensively uh,
0: cheesy. I think this is definitely worse than the first okay, one. Oh, I see. But you, but you, you were okay with the first oh, one. I like the first one, right. but I think this. I think they, they're kind of playing. It's kind of a bit of a played for and got though, isn't it? It's like yeah, hey, we're going for this. We're just going for this cheesy kind of. anthem.
1: it's so incredible. It's like even if you had uh, Ake and Waterman trying to do the cheesiest stuff they could, I don't think they could have got this far. This is. Novelty in Extremis.
0: Novelty in Extremis. Yeah. The name of his other <laughs> yeah. album.
1: I, I, I think this is horrible. I mean, oh, this, absolutely horrible. I mean
0: I I I'll be honest with you. I might I don't like this as uh-huh. much, but my reaction is way less strong than yours. No, true. I, I true. don't I'm not as angered by this as you. Have you had a bad week?
1: Uh, no, I am feeling very <laughs> full of cold. Maybe that's what it is. I li- how many times have you listened to this album? Oh god. Uh, I mean I actually listened probably three, a background, another couple.
0: Yeah, I'm on I'm,
1: I'm four listens right. to this album all the way through. Right.
0: And let, let's just say, let's being completely fair to it, yeah. it's blissfully short. Uh, ew, I, that was the first thing
1: I thought whenever I looked at it. 39 Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. 39 thank, minutes, 10 thank tracks. Thank you, bald. Bald Jesus. Jesus bald Jesus. <laughs> um, the other thing about this song is that, and again, going back to lyrics, maybe we shouldn't criticise the lyrics, but this is just the same Chorus repeated four times, mm-hmm. and the verses consist of two lines each. Mm-hmm. So it's like one sentence chorus, one sentence chorus, chorus break, chorus one sentence. It's this is Don't like Boris get, get to the chorus four times. Yeah. Uh, well, if it was a good chorus, I'd be all over it, but. Again, this is horrible. Nothing like a bit of foreplay. Well, no, I I can't get on with this one at all.
0: No, that's rubbish. All right, so track number three, this is the big
1: one. Right, okay, finally, we're into the hit, I'm Too Sexy. I'm too
0: sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave. I mean, what can you say about this song? Because it's... Right, Obviously, it's beyond parody, right? Well, it, because it is
1: a parody. Yeah, it is a parody. It, exactly, you
0: know? yeah. So, and, and that's the thing, right? They like, obviously are not without a sense of self-awareness and Oh, humor. no, this,
1: it, they did this as... I I mean, there was Sexy a piss-take of um, various things that they were seeing at the time. because They worked in a gym, yeah. and they saw these Sexy preening blokes all over the, the mirrors and all that sort of yeah. stuff, yeah. and they, they did it as a reaction to that.
0: Mm-hmm. As novelty songs go, uh-huh. right... Once you get past the fact that right, and this is this is an important caveat, like yep. right, for the rest of the discussion. Once you get past the fact that it is clearly appalling,
1: okay, sure, it's clearly it appalling. Is. Oh, it's right. awful. Yeah,
0: as novelty songs go, it's not that bad. It's it's this is very catchy. It's yeah, it's catchy as fuck. Yeah, it's got a sense of humour and irony to sure. it. so it's, uh-huh. you can take it on multiple levels. Right? Yeah. and right, it's I'm too sexy. It's a video full of S&M and kind of gay culture mm-hmm. imagery and it's regularly on kids films. Oh, it is. it's all over I mean, different media. This is yeah. as crossover a hit as you can get. As, you know, it's, you know, it's pretty subversive in some on some level. Sure. Sure. Um, I I would agree with all of that. Definitely. And I suspect it still pays every single bill that those boys oh, have. Oh, mate,
1: this is... Uh, you know, I've made it... Uh, they've never had to work again because of this three and a half minutes. Yeah. That's it. You know, obviously, Absolutely. like you say, they've done six albums. Yeah. Five of them weren't released in the States. No one gave a fuck. No. No one gives a fuck about Right to anymore. I'm too but sexy
0: for international release. <laughs> release international release yeah. why not buy the greatest hits of the police
1: like you said there's a number one in the states yeah. it was a big deal for them it only got to number uh, two in the UK mm-hmm. because it was at the same time as Brian Adams yeah. uh, which kept it off for. and apparently because of that it equaled the record for the number of weeks at number two, but not number one, uh-huh. which had previously been held by uh, Father Abraham's The Smurf Song in 1978. Fair enough. Yeah, so, that, that, you know, there's, there's a good fact for you. But... It was such a big hit worldwide. It was number one in so many countries. Yeah, and then was in heavy rotation on TV shows. And you know, The Simpsons did some stuff on it. Yeah. Madonna talked about I mean, this. This song. film
0: still, this song still shows up in movie syncs. If you've sure. got, if you've got a scene where you want to show someone like kind of taking themselves too seriously, or someone at the, you break out, I'm too sexy. Yeah, totally. Because why wouldn't
1: you? Totally. And therefore, like you say, this is going to be. Their, you know, bread and butter moneymaker. Yeah. And I cannot fault them for that. They've got a fucking ridiculous novelty hit under their belts. That's all you need. That's that's it. Absolutely, mate.
0: That's all you need. And, you know, credit where credit's due, it's a song that's got some staying power. Yeah. You
1: know, did you watch the video again? No.
0: I did. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a fucking well, video. I think
1: I can remember it. But it's just like white background, lots of dancing. There's
0: that, and there's cutscenes. I mean, he's walking along in a cowboy hat at some point. Of course. There's, there's, there's various act outs of things. It's too it cowboy sexy hat for. and
1: a waistcoat, but nothing under it. That sort yeah, of stuff. Uh-huh. There's,
0: there's all that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're having a nice time. No, mate, they're, they're having a time of their life.
1: Enjoying themselves. And this one is the one that they had recorded, like I said, as a kind of indie rock number. Mm-hmm. They. Give it to a few different record labels were turned down by all of them. Mm -hmm. They gave it to uh, a radio plugger they knew called Guy Holmes, who had this small label, Tug Records. He said, I know, he said, I think there's something in the chorus, but could you make it into a dance tune rather than this? They gave it to their mate, DJ Tommy D. Tommy D up in this place. Who uh, came up with the, the backing, kept the vocals, and then it was released and it just went stratospheric. So obviously all those record labels who turned it down kicking themselves. Yeah, and this made so much money for everyone involved Mm -hmm. and got them to a height that they would never get to again. But it put them on the map. Yeah. Um, A couple of things I didn't realise actually. Rob Manzoli, the guitarist who was Mm -hmm. brought in, yeah, he added the guitar lick just because it it needed something in the background. It is from a Jimi Hendrix song. Really? I'm going to play you this Jimi Hendrix song. It's called Third Stone from the Sun. Is, he just played that in, in the song and got away with it until Jimi Hendrix Estate heard it at some point and phoned up and went, that's the Jimi Hendrix thing. And apparently the Fairbrass brothers were like, what? We didn't know. Right. Rob Manzoli was like, oh yeah, well, that was, by the way, I did that. Oh. And they were like, oh, well, I had no fucking idea. You know, they only knew Purple Haze and right, whatever. Right, right. It, this is more obscure track. They haven't a clue. I'm not sure what uh, level of compensation they had to do. Oh, but Jimi Hendrix's estate is notoriously litigious. Oh, of course. And the other thing I find out about this one is, you know Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do? Yeah. Right. To me, this is a strange story, because apparently Taylor Swift's people before they released the single, phoned up Right Said Fred, uh-huh. and said, oh, we're about to release, or in fact, they, they, they kept it quiet who it was. They went, we represent uh, a popular female artist, she's about to release a single, And the chorus is a bit like uh, I'm Too Sexy. Are you okay with us releasing it if we give you writing credit? And they went into it going, yeah, fine. And so they have a writing credit on this huge Taylor Swift single. Wow. And to me, it doesn't sound a fucking bit like it. Okay. This is, is, I guess, how litigious, again, people can be, that they were, oh, fuck, we might get in trouble for this. But listen to the chorus on this, right? Right, so as it gets into the chorus... Oh, right. what you do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah it's just the rhythm though do,
0: do, do, do. it's that rhythm with a spoken vocal though i think i, I think guess. i think that is i think you could go that's distinct because as soon as i heard that i was like oh no okay, that's really
1: because um, i don't think i would have picked up on it if, yeah. if i hadn't read that and i would imagine though
0: with with uh music revenues being what they are now mm. Uh, and the amount of money revenue uh, so generated versus what used to happen you know bear in mind that the, the music is a small part of the Taylor Swift machine it's a yeah true it's it, it drives the production of merchandise and tours, and tours yeah. so i would imagine it's a, a much less of a big deal than it once would have been true
1: because most of the uh, plays are going to be off spotify, spotify or something no money there exactly yeah but it, i think that's very bizarre that they are credited because of the the cadence of what she's saying so yeah. it's a bit like uh uh, 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 but uh, I
0: think that's sometimes what they look at, though, isn't it? Because like, even if it's not strictly, you know, if it's not a piece of music lifted wholesale, I think it was like the same thing with that Pharrell Robin, Robin Thick, yeah. You know, it, it's
1: multiple elements together that sound similar. Yeah, but I I obviously I'm not a judge or a music lawyer. I disagree with that finding, that ruling on the Robin Thick one. I do because as well. I think. To say something sounds a bit like it, or it makes you think of another song, yeah. is not enough for you to go, oh, and therefore you need to give them. You know, yeah, well, your we song. do that here every
0: week. I go, oh, that makes me think of that. Exactly. But uh, that, not what I'm saying, yeah. I think anyone should fucking sue anyone else. No,
1: exactly. That share song, I went, oh, that sounds like Johnny H. jazz, You know. Yeah, but don't give you all your.
0: You know, it's like that Puff Daddy song that really reminds me of Cashmere.
1: <laughs> you're stretching that a bit. Oh, right? yeah, you're yeah. probably right. Um, okay, well, I thought those were a couple of interesting little bits. You got Jimi Hendrix. In the song, and you've got Taylor Swift apparently lifting a bit for one of her singles. Cool. yeah. But there you go. So that's a big song.
0: All right. Well, look, that seems
1: like a good place yeah, for us but, to stop. Where are you coming down on this On as, as 30 said, actually, years afterwards?
0: I, look, I think, this, think? The, the thing is, right, it's not 30 years afterwards because it's never gone away. Okay, yeah, true. So this, this is difficult to criticise as, as it is so much a part of the pop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it has become part of life so much the part of the musical landscape so much yeah that it kind of almost doesn't matter whether you like it or you don't like it do you think it it just
1: is has it has it transcended novelty and just gone into pop because if you look at it it's absolute novelty yeah you know it really it's not quite chicken song level but it's knowingly silly and stupid yeah but is it now just part of the pop pantheon rather than You know,
0: it's part of of the cultural pantheon in the same way that Slade's Merry Christmas Everyone is. Right, it's not not
1: in the same way. It's part of the language. Yeah,
0: it's it's part of the language of of where you go to if you want to express a certain thing.
1: Because I was thinking you could almost judge it in two separate. Uh, Columns, You judge it in the novelty thing, and you can judge it in pop. And novelty, you're like, okay, it's novelty, so you give it a load of passes because it's supposed to be silly and it's supposed to be stupid, and therefore, fine, that's what it's doing. But then if you judge it in just a pop way, is it a bit too annoying to be a good pop song? Yeah, I mean... But I I think it's probably just... It's fine to be in the pop column now. Yeah,
0: I mean, it is. And, you know, I mean, again, I'm not putting this... On a best pop of all time compilation. No, God, no, because I don't want it to come in and spoil my day. Sure, but if you never had to hear this song again, would you
1: be fine with that? Yeah, oh, totally. I, I could uh, live my life.
0: But at the same time, I'm, I, I can't really say it's shit because right. it, it, it isn't. It can't. It can't be shit because it's lived so long.
1: Right. Okay. And it's such a. Big thing. It's it's this taking on a life of its yeah. own.
0: I'd like to point out, obviously, that is not a conclusive argument, right? They're obviously, you know, kind of so is fascism, right? And, <laughs> and, I, I, uh-huh. and I'm not saying that fascism. A good also,
1: thing. by you know, big skinheads. Yeah, yeah exactly. In, in leather.
0: All right, well, look, that seems like a good place for us to take a quick break and go and check out the sure. albums of Dejeuner. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's do uh, the top 10 in this week. Actually, I didn't do any of the dates earlier on. This is uh, the week of the April 19th to the 25th that we're looking at. Nice. Uh, and it's only one week. We've done a, a couple of just one weekers now. So there's not anything really new. There's there's a couple of, well, maybe one or two new bits. Number 10 is that Joseph Locke, Hear My song which has been in the top ten a couple of weeks now, and we were like, who the fuck is this guy?
0: Yeah, and then Cliff, our friend Cliff, well, Cliff Parr. Yeah, shout out to Cliff Parr. On Carolina, Brunswick of, Carolina Brunswick fame. Yeah, he got in contact and said it was uh, number one because uh, a biopic called Hear, Hear My, my Song, Song, which neither of us had heard of, but it was it's basically Joseph Locke is a uh, an Irish tenor.
1: I'm not accepting that in my pub. Hey! hey. Uh, never but, heard of him. Uh, yeah, Never fucking heard of and
0: apparently it was a it was a big Miramax uh, production, really? which is again quite.
1: Oh. <laughs> Quite topical this week as well. A bit of Weinstein.
0: 23 years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, I cheers it. for Cliff for getting in contact with us that. But, yeah, he, apparently there was a film about his life made, uh, and that's why this this was in, the, uh, in the top 10.
1: 1992 must have been a strange time if that's in the top 10.
0: I mean, I'm just surprised that neither of us remember it. Not, not even a little bit. No, no. no you
1: know. Anyway. Uh, so, that's number 10. Number 9 is Simply Red Stars. Number 8 is uh, The Temptations Greatest Hits. Okay. I can only assume that they must have had a single on a jeans ad or something at that oh, point probably yeah, yeah. Uh, number seven Def Leopard Adrenalize. yeah which is still we're still getting a lot of good feedback on our podcast yeah, on we, that one we, we enjoyed that yeah, episode that was a for, good episode thank
0: one. you for I'm glad you guys enjoyed it yeah
1: number six is ZZ Top's Greatest Hits yeah. which uh, obviously we saw them doing their single of um, Viva Las Vegas in last week's top ten yeah which I did not enjoy indeed uh, well the Greatest Hits is in the charts Tears for Fears Greatest Hits number five Madness Greatest Hits number four Soul Soul uh, volume 3, Brackets Just Right, was out this week. Got to number 3. Wow. It where it peaked at 3. I, I
0: never, I'd i lost interest completely. Totally right had.
1: Really had. And, you know, as we've seen, there's a, a single floating about the top 10 that neither of us remember as well. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, though. I'm, I'm surprised that the third album still... They
0: were still on... enough goodwill that the third album would go into the top ten well
1: sure but the the single that neither of us remember had been in the singles top ten for about three or four weeks Yeah. so again it must have been it must have been relatively popular I guess fair enough top ten number two is Annie Lennox Diva which we did last week and then number one obviously is the one we're talking about Right Said Fred Right Said Fred anything exciting out? well there is uh, well I say there is with an excited voice and then I'm going to temper that an awful lot by going there's not much but wicked. Uh, we've got Kid Frost released East Side Story.
0: Nice. I had the had uh, the, the 12-inch single of La Raza.
1: Oh, that was on the previous album, though. Oh, was it really? Yeah. this. I uh, must have been. It must have been. Yeah, yeah that was 1990.
0: Yeah, I got that from Sounds Wicked in Luton, sounds which was wicked. long gone by now. Did
1: 99. Sounds have a Z in it? It did. Fucking brilliant. Sounds Wicked. Uh, so East Side Story, I don't remember that one, I must admit. It no, was 92 follow-up and... I guess it did fuck all over here. I have not even put a chart placing right. over here. I don't think it did anything. Uh, Pavement really Slanted and Enchanted, nice. which was their first one. Got Only got to number 72, But it really did open them up to the indie world. And I remember them being a very, very big deal in The Enemy of Melody Acre.
0: Well, that was, you know, they were kind of almost kind of champions of that particular kind of lo fi, Uh almost kind of slightly folk indie.
1: Yeah, but exactly. And a little bit weird and kind of quirky. Yeah, Yeah. almost
0: like the kind of the, the, you know, many, many years before, but kind of almost like the indie pre runner to uh, Wes Anderson.
1: Oh yeah, I suppose there's, there's definitely elements of that. The, the big—I remember enjoying uh, the singer tr- single "Trigger Cut" yep. very much. Uh, I didn't. I never really got into Pavement. I must admit. I think I, this is a decent I, album.
0: I my introduction to Pavement was uh, my friend Richard Allen, uh, yeah. not that one. Uh, uh, Rick Allen's the drummer oh, from I'm Def Leopard, Depp Leopard. But yeah but he we were at in Festival together my first Reading Festival which would have been 94 yeah and Pavement were on the bill for that yeah, and yeah. he was a big fan so he wanted to go and get the autograph so we were I I, I have a, an autograph of uh, a Pavement autograph photo somewhere oh I see uh, and yeah also I can't remember the, I can't remember the name of the of the video but there's a scene from from in one of the videos, it's filmed with the singer from the band throwing a glass of water in someone's face, right? And in, and it was filmed there, so I am somewhere in the back. I don't think you can oh, see I'll my face. Right. in okay. it, but I am somewhere in the background of that shot. In a queue, I, a having, I, 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 I haven't. Do you know? In fact, that's really weird because I have. I've only just thought of that, hmm. uh, and I haven't thought of that since videos are easy to find. Oh right, since so you I'm, could I'm, just go have a look. Yeah, i are going to have a look and see if we we'll oh, find it. Oh well. Out. Yeah, someone told me I was in it, but I think I don't think I'm, I don't think you can really recognise me unless you're looking for me. Right, fair enough, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, But the only other one that I have released in this time is a big one, and it is the Beastie Boys' Check Your Head. Yes, indeed. It was released this week in 1992, and it's such a big album for me. uh, Definitely, I'm so into this, this is my favourite album. and I'm just saying, that's the end of that sentence. This is my favourite album. So I... I'm insisting that we do a special on Check Your Head, and you really don't need to persuade me much because
0: no. it is also it's one of exactly. my favorite albums. Yeah, there you, you go, know, so it's a top five album of all time for me. I
1: think there is so much to talk about in that how much, uh, you know, how much grind it broke, how many things you, you still hear, uh, from because of it, etc. Yeah. etc. Et et We're going to do a full episode on that one. Do you know what
0: I think we should do though, just, just for balance? Yeah, I think because obviously you and me are both really big fans of it. Yeah. Just to balance it out, what we should do is contact our friend, Simon, mm. Because obviously he's also a really he's a big massive fan, fan. <laughs> and yeah, and I think you know we just make sure that all bases of <laughs> yeah, bases are covered of enthusiasm for
1: this record. Yeah. Well, it's basically like what BBC Question Time do. We're all the farages, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, let's get someone else who doesn't like him. And, and if
0: you, if you've got the, the thing is right, I, I think the reason that we're not trying to get someone in to play the counter role is we would just get too angry with them.
1: Oh, we'd have to, we'd never speak
0: to them again. If someone's sitting there slagging off, check your head. We'd probably. Wait, I, mean, I mean, I'd probably renounce my uh, my uh, vow of no violence.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, true. That's, yes, that, that vow.
0: Yeah, my monastic <laughs> vow.
1: <Yeah. laughs> yep, which uh, sometimes comes into question whenever you get hecklers. No, I haven't hit a heckler <laughs> for ages. <laughs> right, okay, well, there's your albums anyway. So, not much talk. It's, it's a one-week thing. There's not much talk about it, but one of them is a very significant one, so we'll do an entire episode on it. And Lovely stuff. If you don't like it, tough. Tough. Oh, no, don't, don't listen, don't to, listen it. to it. Download it though. Download, yeah, download, download it. And play it. it multiple times. Yeah, exactly. But leave a review. That's positive. Yeah.
0: Anyway, right. That's that's all the album. All. all right. Look, let's um, let's crack on with this. Uh, back into. I guess we're calling it a record. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. Back into right said Fred. Right. So we're at track number four, which is called "Do Ya Feel." Do ya feel? Uh, do you feel... No question mark at the end, either. It's not a question. No. For some reason.
0: This feels a bit more serious in tone at the moment. Oh, indeed. It's got look, this acoustic guitar. Yeah. A little bit of a BV there. Sure. Solely. And those are some dramatic... Yeah. Stunts. Those are like a uh, uh, second track on Bad. All right, yeah. The that was called. Um, uh, the way, the you way make, you make me, me feel.
1: feel. I, mean, yeah. I, I... It sounds to me like this is the when the levee breaks strong sampled but i can't oh, yeah, i yeah. couldn't prove it there, there's no nothing on who sampled about it, but it sounds like that to me it's one of the huge big big break
0: and then the, uh, the 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 lyrics come in mm-hmm. and i mean the serious tone disappears it's just another big man oh this is filth this one yeah, yeah yeah look man i suspect the world of the fairbrass brothers sex lives
1: is a murky water in which i would not care to swim. <laughs> <laughs> right, even yeah. even with armbands.
0: Yeah, no, I mean certainly not with any kind of rubber ring. <laughs> right, not, that, not that, with a rubber that'd, ring. That would be that would be like kind of chumming water, I think, to them. <laughs> <laughs> but look, <laughs> so there's there's a verse about a, a French woman with a water bed. Yeah, her name's Joan. Yep. Uh, there's a woman who's uh, basically banging banging loads of men before her tits get saggy. Yeah, I noticed that's this. A, but, that's a but, rhyme.
1: Uh, uh, what? The line is: "Genes well aware that time's no friend. Gravity's calling. The party will end. But until it does, loves for lunch. Half the world blows, and half the world sucks." Yep. There you are. That's uh, no subtlety, really. I mean, like
0: none at all. No. None at all. That's giving the dog a bone. Levels. Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whatever um, metaphor they might be thinking they're they're putting on here is just the, the the one it's so a yeah. one track man i
0: mean in the chorus is do you feel like taking them down i know and it's not it's not like some corporation it's knickers <laughs> yeah it really that's, is. that's that's what it is look i the thing is right i don't have a brother neither do you well nope. no you well actually you do uh, well yeah well, i got a half, got half brother, brother right uh but he's 40 years younger than yourself yeah, he's, <laughs> um
1: lives in america yeah
0: yeah right i don't have a brother so I, I can't say but i just feel like i maybe wouldn't be this frank about pervy sex with them oh, as they are there's uh, there's something that freaks me out a little bit about the fact that they're brothers and their songs are so overtly I, I sexual
1: thought of that that's okay but now you've said it they've written it together and they've probably gone all right then talk about jobs. No, to- mm. no definitely talk about jobs. Mm. and we'll talk about this old woman who keeps banging yeah. younger younger dudes yeah and
0: look uh-huh and again i'm gonna say again man this song is terrible, but I kinda don't hate it. No, this is
1: this is okay with me, this one. Yeah, it's it's stupid and it's fun. Yeah, oh indeed. And if you're talking about the lyrics, it's it's less cheesy silly. It's yeah. just as ridiculous, but in a different way, because it's all filth. Well, it's it's, 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 it's all over the top. It's it's Kenneth Williams level of Benny carry on. Hill I would say. Yeah, exactly, with. all that shit. But in terms of the tune, I like that big drum beat. Yeah. That, that's obviously a big hip hop beat. There is uh there's a saxophone in it which is is. always a good thing. Um, Saxophone played by a guy called Malcolm Duncan, who was a founding member of the Average White Band. Nice. And a
0: man with two bad names.
1: (laughs) Malcolm Duncan, yes. (laughs) Indeed. And there's a guitar solo for the last minute of this song as well. Yeah. I think this is all right.
0: It's fine. But i tell you what I didn't know yep. is what I didn't realise is that because with, with, this song kind of, it goes into solo and it does kind of have a stop, right? Right. But then the next song starts underneath it. And, oh, right. Yeah. And so I was looking at the lyrics of this when I was doing my proper listen through and I going, oh, why are, the, why are these lyrics stopped? What? And I, I had a look and I went, oh, it's the next song. Oh, because you're in it. Even, even though it's like, a, I mean, I'd, I'd made some notes going, oh, Bit of, a, bit of a strange change in tone throughout the song. Right. it is a different sounding song, but, yeah. it, but it sounded...
1: But to, it blended. But if
0: you like listen to the end... Like li- The next song's called Is It True? Yeah. But listen to how this ends and the next one starts.
1: And right. you see what I mean. Okay. Just before we do, quickly, I'm going to point out that I think this song, especially the chorus bit, it was reminding me of something, like, in style-wise, and it eventually came to me, uh, Alabama 3. Uh, oh, okay. You know, when they did that... The theme for Sopranos that woke up this morning. Yeah. It reminds me of that a bit. It's kind of the him just almost talking in a low register over the big beat thing. I thought it reminded me of that. I can see that, yeah. Right. Uh, But, okay, so let's get to the end of Do You Feel. Go into the next song. We've got this guitar solo outro. Yeah. and the next one has now started. See what I mean? Right. It, oh, is it, it, yeah, because the, 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 there is a crossover, yeah. it sounds like it could be a breakdown.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, here we are. We're on track number five. This is this is the full title, Is It True About Love? It's one of the longer ones on here. It's about five minutes long. And it's just uh, it's a big list. When it gets going, it's just not a big list. So not quite as bad as the listing the months in the first one, but still not it's
0: a bit, it's good. It's yeah, kind of low slung, funky thing. Really, kind of vaguely. No. Mm. Uh, well, is that yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's nonsensical. These lyrics are almost like as if you
1: just generated them randomly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Is it true about, is it true about, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I mean,
0: there's a, there's a mention of Joan. Is it the same Joan from the last song?
1: You wouldn't know two
0: people called Joan.
1: Well, you never know. Well, I suppose if you are born in 1953, you probably
0: do. You might, yeah. Of
1: Arc. Oh, yeah. Jet right, of groats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, quite. <laughs> uh,
0: look, right. There's actually a moment in this where there is quite a nice harmony. There's a thing that he's doing
1: with the BV, and there's that harmony.
0: I'm like, oh, that's actually quite nice, right? Uh-huh.
1: Um, is that the, the there's a bit at the end? There's almost like a they're going for a gospely sound
0: not quite then no it's All before right. that right i mean look I, I think this song is basically bullshit
1: oh i think it's terrible
0: i think it's basically yeah. bullshit but it's the longest song on the album and that's unnecessary yeah, yeah. Uh, and the the gospely bit seems tacked on yes right? but i tell you what this song uh, because just with that kind of baleric kind of thing that's got going on mm. i can imagine right that uh under after a, a certain type of big night out
1: mm-hmm. at
0: 5 a.m in the morning when certain things are calming down and other things are still going on, yeah, this might be quite a pleasing song.
1: I see what you're saying. Actually, Do you know okay, what I mean? yeah, the
0: sun's coming up. You, you maybe haven't been to bed yet uh-huh. for reasons Just undisclosed. Reasons. Yeah, yeah, reasons. And this, is prob- this is probably kind of touching some of those buttons that are quite right. pleasing at that time of night.
1: And maybe that's when you ask these soul-searching questions, like, "Is it true about love? Is it true about pop?" Well it does Is sound it, true like, about Joan? it
0: does sound like the exact kind of innocuous <laughs> bullshit that people would say and think means a lot in that situation. Because of reasons, yeah, yeah because maybe, of reasons.
1: Maybe that could be it, you know. Yeah. Maybe maybe exactly I am not in the right scenario to appreciate this, because I obviously, as well, think it's terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's basically bullshit. But I suspect that there was a certain move where I would think, "Oh yeah, man, actually."
1: Could well be, actually. I will give it that because it, 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 I can see it being the sort of thing that would be nice in the background.
0: And my guess is that these guys were no stranger to that. Oh, experience. I
1: reckon they liked a the party. Yeah, I yeah. reckon they certainly did. Yeah. Anyway, right. Let's
0: let's let's uh, listen to the next one. This is track six. Track this six. Is deeply dippy. This is the second single? Third single. Third single. This, this was one. the third single. Oh, okay, I thought this was the second one.
1: No, this was the third one. And this is the one that got to number one in the UK. Yeah, uh, We've just seen it in the past couple of weeks, actually. Oh no, last week it got to number one. This is the one that put Shakespeare's Sister off number
0: one. Yeah. And this is the one that starts, it just sounds a bit like uh, I Would Walk 500 Miles. It does.
1: Yes, indeed. G- 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 g. Yes, this is, this is acoustic-y intro. Him uh, Him and a guitar. Right. What I'll say about this song right, is there
0: are there are lyrics, particularly the use of the word deeply dippy, yes. and certain bits of vocal pronunciation that infuriate me in this song.
1: Right? Oh, really, yeah? A little
0: bit, right? Oh, right. But what I will say is there is an infectious joyfulness about this song, and I think it's hands down the best song on the album. Oh, I see. Right. I, I Once I take my cynical twat off, I, I think this is a th- Thoroughly solid pop song. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll give it. And it's the song.
1: It's a song on the album that I will say, oh no, I actually like this song. Right. Okay. Oh, I'll I will absolutely agree that I think this is easily the best in singles. Yeah. Um, I think it, there's this is very catchy. When the brass comes in, it's got those stabs. It's got the kind of weird breakdown in the middle of the brass. Very very catchy. I did enjoy this a bit. Something about brass stabbing. Were you saying? <laughs> oh yes, yeah, fair brass. Uh, um, I, I, I would say that I prefer um, Do You Feel to this on the album, but I can see why... I can absolutely see why this was chosen as a single. Yeah, It works as that. I can see why it was a big single, number one. But, again, it's just a bit too happy, cheesy for me to go, this is perf- uh, great.
0: I See, I think this is joyful I, I just, I, I, just yeah. I, I enjoy it from that There is a moment at the end of this song though but uh-huh. the last thing he says on this song he goes I'll I'm taking a hot Tahiti T-T. yeah right and that's pure Profanosaurus isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've just taken a hot Tahiti all over this dude's chest
1: <laughs> <laughs> has anyone got a wet wipe <laughs> oh
0: mate <laughs> i'm taking a hot tahiti which i think if we ever uh, get t-shirts printed that should be on the front of them
1: <laughs> brilliant ah uh, no uh, this is also a different feel to a lot of the rest of the songs on here it's not as really cheesy dance speed yeah. it's not the uh the, the, in some of them there's the house stuff that goes on yeah. it's not any of that this is a good fun song this op- I can see being the precursor to them doing their comic-release stuff, because it sounds yeah. like that to me. Mm-hmm. I think this is a lot of fun. I do. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, definitely the catchiest one for me mm-hmm. that I would find myself humming.
0: It, I think if this song had been called something other than Deeply Dippy, it would yeah. have been a much better song. <laughs> sure. I really like it.
1: Okay. No, I, I cannot argue on that one. I think that's decent. I do. I mean, You know, if we were doing scores out of 10... Doubt I'm going to give everything anything more than uh seven, but that's yep. a seven. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I mean I think seven and a half. Right, fine.
0: Seven and a half. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as an eight. Nah, nah. No. No, fine. Okay. Right. Track number seven.
1: Right. Okay. On the subject right. of sevens. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's called Swan.
0: So this is definitely in that kind of Balearic beat, kind of yeah. dancey, trance. Uh, it's the
1: most basic of 1992 high yeah. speeds. Yeah, a bit of a, a diva vocal in the background. And then his vocal
0: comes in, and like, this is the most out of place his vocal ever feels throughout this yeah. record. Yeah, well, it's like it he's off-
1: trying for something he shouldn't be doing.
0: Yeah, this, like, this and this things there, obviously, they just don't conflate as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like, it, it, it vocal sounds completely out of place. And. Let's get into the central conceit of this. Well, they,
1: okay, the lyrics and what's going on. Yep, go so, for it. Yeah,
0: this song's called Swan, uh-huh. right? And so the thing is, I'm like a swan. Mm-hmm. I only love once. Yes, right. So the idea is about the, this this fact that that swans are monogamous. They mate
1: for life. Yes, yeah. right.
0: Yeah. And and they do. That uh-huh. is that is true. But it's actually about production of the young and maximising production of the young. It's not really that romantic. right? It's that kind of thing. right? All right but that's Dr. a Cox. fucking ridiculous thing to call your song. Uh, this is astonishingly stupid. It's so bad, the central analogy. And it, it, it's such a stupid fucking thing that I can't... I could never get past. I could hear this song a thousand so- mm. times and I would never get past the fact that that's so fucking stupid. No, right? Fair enough. Right? Then. And what that means is that this... This is the silliest song on an album
1: <laughs> that has
0: "I'm too sexy"
1: on right, it. Right, fuck it out. I mean, how fucking dumb do you have to be? Yeah, but exactly. I, I would, I would say not silly, but just stupid. It's yeah. it, dumb is probably the right word, actually. This is uh, li- this is just a
0: staggering misstep.
1: It's awful. Every bit of this is awful. Yeah, I think is... that that dance beat yeah. is is the most rote and insipid that you could have chosen Mm -hmm. the 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 little key stabs on it are horrendous they sound just shit the vocals then are out of place and and badly done and what he's singing is nonsense yeah and and jarringly bad because you go what is he talking about yeah you know fair enough there's a lot of house songs where the lyrics don't matter because that's not the point but don't try and infuse some pseudo intellectual bullshit about no. I only love once.
0: But you know the way they used to uh they always used to wear those leather waistcoats. Yes. I'm surprised that no tablet ever called them the swan Vesters.
1: Nice. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this. Anyway. Wow. So there's you know, there's, well, there's one turn of phrase at uh in the, sort of the last bit that I, I did make me chuckle, where he goes, um, line is, Barking dogs, the lonely roam, the great unlaid making their way home. I is like the phrase, the great unlaid. The great unlaid, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like him casting his eye on everyone going, you're not getting any, mate. Yeah. You're not getting any. I'm getting it all. Fair enough, mate. <laughs> but
0: only for, off one swan. Only off this one, Only one, one, one swan. swan.
1: Yeah, but and, I'm getting it all. I
0: mean, I would say that every other song on this album disputes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 Quite. I mean, it does not ring true, does it?
1: Well, it doesn't ring true, but uh, the fact is he did have a long-term partner from 1982 to 2010. Yes, well, so, that's true, but... but I, I, I'm not sure how much dabbling there was. I don't know how many, you know, key parties they went to, but there was... Well, uh, you know, uh, yeah.
0: no, not casting any aspersions on the... Uh... On key parties, no, wherever they go to, that's fine. As long as it's with consensual adults, indeed. But But this
1: song is this is the worst so far for me on the album. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm I've already disliked strongly a lot of things. Also,
0: how do you write a song called Swan and not have it be the last track on the album? Oh God, fuck! How how is the Swan song not the last track on the the most
1: obvious thing? Why would you not? Yeah, exactly. True. No, I mean, well, but uh, I mean, this
0: um, this should have been, to be honest with you, right? Anyone else who wrote this song, it should have been the last song of their career. Yes. Like the second you hear yes. that, you go, oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: this is god awful. Yeah, god, terrible. awful.
0: Right. Well, uh, so that's Swan. Yep. Let's, uh, let's crack into the singles.
1: Cool. Okay, there's a, a couple of new ones in here. Yeah, uh, the top ten for this week, April nineteenth to twenty fifth. Number ten is Ten Sharp with you. Do you remember that at all? Ten Sharp. Ten Sharp. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, I'll play a bit of this because I again I looked at this and went not a clue. Then looked it up and went oh, I kind of remember it, but not enough to be able to recognise it at all. No. It's-
2: you
1: i no nah. Get nah. uh, that's getting nothing nothing at all fine but well, that's number 10 number 9 you might recognise this one definitely after it gets uh, into the, the main bit in a second you know in terms of you know, speaking of big camp anthems as yeah. we are with this album Anthems. This? I do. Yeah. I
0: can't place it yet though.
1: It is Mark Almond, yes indeed. What's the song called? It's the days of Pearlie Spencer. Spencer. Yeah, yeah. And I remember this being, you know, quite big. It stayed around for a little while as well. He had, this was one of his kind of comebacks. I think he'd just done the one with Gene Pitney, something's got yep. a hold of my heart. And this was uh, the next in line of his nineteen nineties revival. Uh, number eight, and I don't think you're gonna know it. I'm gonna play a bit of this anyway, just for some of our listeners' pleasure. And you'll have heard this in indie discos at the time. There's going to be a, a couple of listeners yelling at the podcast right now, going, "It's whoever it is." As soon as it kicks in, you'll you'll definitely know the band, at least.
0: Oh, it's the only living... uh, Yeah, it's fucking Carter.
1: Carter, there you go. The only living boy in New Cross. Yeah. Uh, So this is number eight in the charts, which I think that's a relatively decent spot for them. Number eight in the actual charts, not just, you know, the indie charts on the chart show. Number seven is Curtis Steiger's You're All Matters to Me. Number six, Mr. Big To Be With You. Five, Shakespeare's Sister Stay. Four, Vanessa Williams, Save the Best Till Last who, again, apparently we should have known more about Vanessa Williams, we can only apologise Number 3, SL2, On A Ragged Tip Nice Number 2, I don't know if you'll get the song but you'll definitely know the band straight away, I'm sure
0: Oh yeah, okay there. Maiden It is Iron Maiden So
1: 1992
0: It's one of the tracks off *Fear In of The Dark um, Right
1: but I can't tell you which one it's Be Quick or Be Dead. Be Quick
0: or Be Dead. I fucking
1: right. I would have thought, I guess Deeply Dippy being number one, which it is this week, must have been a really big seller, because yeah. usually Maiden songs go in at one, don't they?
0: And I think they only ever had one number one single. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I th- I was the albums I, that go in at one. Uh, yeah, it's always the albums, but I, I, think right. it, I
1: think it was only... Uh, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter? Yeah. Well, that was number one. Right, okay. Well, yeah, so Iron Maiden at two, Right Said Fred at one. So, a couple of different bits, but nothing major, I'd say. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely only had one, number one. Oh, fine. Um, right, a couple of other singles. Oh, I get only a couple, really, this week. Got to number 58, an EP called Whose Fist Is It Anyway? Right. By Prong. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember this. I, what was the, the Prong song that I would remember?
0: Uh, that would be... Um... Snap your fingers. fingers, Snap your neck. Snap your neck.
1: That's right. All right, well, this EP, Whose Fist Is This Anyway? got to number 58. Uh, Ride released Twisterella, which is a very nice one. Again, you might recognize this from being in clubs and shit like that. It's one of their other kind of big singles. Uh, And that got to number 36 this week, Twisterella. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But the main one uh, I'm talking about, number 21 this week... Oh, come on, fucking tune, mate.
0: Pretend we're dead, pretend
1: we're dead. L7, I love this song it's so Great much. song, absolutely. Brilliant. Look, I still
0: love this record, I still love this album. Great album, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: Bricks Are Heavy, fantastic. Um, I see they're playing London next couple of months, I don't know, maybe end of the year, actually. Oh, are they L7? Are yeah. nice? Yeah, but that's yeah, a great, great tune. Um, they were on Slash Records, weren't they? Yes, they were, which is. The whole Faith No More. Yes, because they
0: were the, when they supported Faith No More in the middle on the uh, Angel Dust
1: tour. it okay? Right. Yeah. Right. Which I, see. I wanted to go to and I couldn't. Come oh, mate. poorly.
2: Oh, bugger. Man. Bugger.
1: Well, just as a here's here's a fact for you to throw it throw you back into. Right, Said Fred. Yeah. Apparently, in 1992, there was talk of Right Said Fred touring the States with Faith No More. Fuck off. Yeah, apparently so. They Faith No More were fans of the band and right. thought it would be a great idea because you can imagine Faith No More going, oh, this will be hilarious. Yep. Our fans will hate this. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. And Right Said Fred were up for it because they thought it would be good fun to do, yeah. but it was nixed by the management, Faith No More's management. Oh, really? Yeah, but they were in talks between the two parties. Both of the bands were up for it, oh, but it man. never happened. What a shame. Well, imagine that show. Oh man! <laughs> and imagine a load of US Faith No More fans in 92 seeing their opening band yeah. doing Deeply Dippy.
0: But I mean, just imagine how pissed off Jim Martin, who was still in Faith No More at this time, would oh, have right, been yeah. by the whole thing.
1: God, yeah. Yeah. Roddy Bottom,
0: probably well up for it. Well, that's very stereotypical of you, your homophobic. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying
0: he's a keyboard player. He plays a like bit of pop. Well, there you go. He does look a bit of pop. Imperial Teen, great band.
1: Right. Anyway. But, yeah, that would have been a two and a half.
0: I fucking... I mean, yeah... Sixteen-year-old me would have thought it was a, a an affront of nature. Of course, Faith No More would have probably not been my fa- one of my favourite bands to this day if because had, of it. I've right, been, sure. been so angry about it,
1: <laughs> fucking humourless <laughs> prick that I must have been. Yeah. Oh god. Well, the thing is, we're watch- we're going to see Faith No More in is it June? Yep. There's still time. We could petition for rights of Red to uh, open we, up. We should do, and that that
0: will be the home of the PCL meetup. Oh, that's true. Yes. So, yeah. If you want to be Anyone involved, along? The, if you want to be involved with the pop collaboration, it's lovely. We haven't all been shut indoors by the coronavirus well, by yeah. then uh, what, what date is that it's, it's in, sometime in June we'll it's we'll, like mid June the 16th yeah. it. we will make a post about it at some yeah, point sure. but we will be getting together we're we'll getting down there a couple of hours early having a couple of pints in a pub before we go and see Faith No More yeah. so whether you're going to the gig or not come along to
1: the pub and yeah, yeah. join us nice okay but there you are there, there's uh, all the singles I have for this week not much again
0: no fair enough mate fair enough there's a couple of bits couple. There, here and there but anyway right well, so let's crack back in track number eight don't talk, just
1: kiss. Yes, uh, which is the second single. The second single. So yeah, this was the follow-up to "I'm Too Sexy." This was what they came back with after their mega hit. Yes.
0: Yeah. And there's the amen break. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the amen break in in this terrible pop in 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 its worst use of all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah, this one got to number three. And, and that little fucking climbing drum bit, that's yeah, exactly yeah. the same as I'm Too Sexy. Yeah, exactly obviously. the same, yep. yeah. They've had some success with that before, so they're going to use it again.
0: Yeah.
1: So look, this one is... Like even camper than anything
0: else oh in the God. album, mate. and I'll be honest with you, the chorus on this song makes me feel
1: a bit physically sick. I've got the words a bit queasy. Yeah, yeah. talking about his tongue,
0: the, the tongue, his tongue moving mm. around—that's a no-no for me. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of a bit of a like weird kind of You to Joshua Tree era guitar going right. on this. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've made the note here as well. It's exactly the same drum machine from "I'm Too Sexy." Yeah, yep. The weird thing with this song is it is both too clean and too dirty at the same time. Ooh, okay. It's like too like lyrically. I mean, I'm not opposed to a filthy song, wait, right? sure. but it, you know, in in the way that the the, the last really filthy one, which was uh, "Do You Feel?" Yeah. Was kind of dirty and grungy and fun. Uh-huh. This is like quite a clean song with those kind of big kind of synths through it. Oh god, it's, it's total chart fodder. Uh, and it it doesn't work for me as a thing. It, it feels at odds with itself. Right. And I'll be honest with you, I and mean, I've written this here. I just I just wish that this song didn't exist. Yeah. I feel like the
1: world would be better. Oh, I I, I did say that about quite a few songs on this album, but. The fact that this was a big single, obviously it yeah. made more of an impact, I would agree with you there.
0: And then, i tell you what though, right? There, mm. There's that super, super histrionic backing vocal that comes in. Jocelyn right?
1: Brown, mate. Yeah, that is yeah. Jocelyn Brown. I know.
0: And I've written here, it's just too much. She sounds like, ironically, she's a swan protecting her young.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. This is this is all sorts of wrong for me. I think it sounds... I've got to that this is novelty that thinks it's cool. It's like, they've obviously... Yeah. Release Time Too Sexy, mm-hmm. they knew that was a novelty, but they're now trying to go, oh yeah, but we've got, uh, not a serious side, but we are a real band, by the way, mm-hmm. and here's a, here's a, sort of a quirky love song, and it's just horribly done. Yeah. It sounds like a parody of a parody. So if, if uh, at this time, Spitting Image had had to do a Right Said Fred sketch, yeah, this is the sort of song they would have mm-hmm. put together, because it is... Such chart cheese, musically mm-hmm. trite ugh, vocals, mm-hmm. uh, and every particular trope that they have used so far in one place. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, it's, the, yeah it's, it's
0: the you know the, you know with "I'm Too Sexy," there was a, a level of irony and it was quite funny. There was a sense of humor. Oh, by it, a wink. They yeah. obviously think that this is funny as well. But this is you know you know like when you when you you're all together telling jokes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and everyone, you know, you might be kind of your jokes are slightly off color or something. Along yeah. lines, and then someone just kind of wades in with a big racist joke. And you're like, <laughs> oh. oh no, no, this isn't what we're doing guys. Right?
1: Oh no, 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 oh, no. It's all gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is shockingly bad. It's an awful song. Yeah. it's Awful terrible, song. Terrible,
0: terrible, terrible. And I'm amazed
1: that this got to number three.
0: <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's probably just the, uh, the
1: spillover from. It Good must Will. be just the tail end of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I do find it interesting that, because we said at the very top, this uh, album won two Ivor Novello awards for the yeah. band. One was for "I'm Too Sexy," one was for "Deeply Dippy." Yeah, it definitely wasn't this one. No, this was absolutely overlooked in this any one got songwriting an terms. No, new. thank you, award. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. they were fucking nominated in '93 for best British band at the Brits, right? Well. Because of this album the hell well
0: I mean to be fair the Brits are not a great yardstick for anything are they no not as we've seen the only thing I've ever really found useful about those Brits awards is if you get the sticker on a CD back when you used to buy CDs yeah. you're like oh I can not listen to this
1: yeah yeah, it's, it's a good indication Uh ok well that's that's track 8 I think fucking dreadful uh, next one track 9 Upon My Heart it's a kind of classic rock feel oh it is a little bit yeah yeah
0: Oh, I mean, that is just such a terrible the vocal
1: line. This sounds like if you said to uh, a load of 15-year-olds at school in the drama group, all right, I want you to put a musical on, this is the sort of shit they would write. Yeah.
0: That's and it's, you know...
1: It's just too much, man. When without
0: without the trappings of the uh, of the kind of the musical kind of theatre behind it and the campness behind it, yeah. the vocal just sounds terrible. I think.
1: Oh, it's awful, and he he tries to go a bit rock at the end as well. He's like yeah. proper shouting it along, but out of place.
0: Look, it's dull as fuck. This, song, yeah. which is the worst crime any pop song can commit. Yeah. I mean, there's some terrible lyrics. Of, of course, love's meant to hurt. That's why girls dress to kill. Terrible. That's a dog shit lyric. Terrible. Absolute dog shit lyric. The, I do. All of these songs are about sex. All of them. And I do wonder how much Ugh. trouble his dick has got him into throughout his life. <sighs> Probably quite a lot, I would say.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, he's definitely got some issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, there was one bit—the kind of the la 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 bit—at the end because it's just repeated, repeated. I find that in my head. Okay, this is all right, but only in a—you've bullied me into this sort of a way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I, 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 my first note on this song is: I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> I'm nine tracks in nice. and I am getting just fatigued yeah, see,
0: I wasn't still a, I didn't like this one at all I no. thought it was just dull but I wasn't at that point I still yeah yeah. I, I know that I'm still kind of hovering at a happier level than you still well, oh, this record definitely
1: I'm, I'm hating a lot of this right and no, I think this is shit anyway
0: alright so should we do track 10 Final the last run? one Right, get to the end this one's called Those Simple Things
1: and this was the fourth single anyway,
0: this sounds like Hard Knock Life
1: Oh, it does. <laughs> it does. Uh-huh. No, no, no. No. Yeah, and I hate that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was right. the fourth single releases double A side. Mm.
0: Now the thing is, right? Like, this song, I when I I I, I wrote my note. I quite like this one. Uh huh. And then I carried on listening to it, and I wrote at first after. Okay, right. I, I quite like this bit, but it's right.
1: But it doesn't do anything else. No, and his vocal spoils it. Yeah,
0: I got very bored with this one by the end of
1: it. I've just put lifeless in in this one. Um, It's only got to number 29 as a single as well. So obviously the great British public also didn't care at this point. Uh, But I've just... I think this is dull. This is drab and dreary. It's dragging me down with it at this point. Nothing at all uh, that I want in this.
0: Okay, well, so tell me what you think about this album overall then.
1: Awful. I think it's terrible. I think this is the only I've enjoyed least that we've done.
0: Okay. I don't feel that way about it. Right. Uh, I, I think this is a lot better than I expected it to be. Wow. Right. I think at times it's a bit of fun. It's uh-huh. quite fun. Uh-huh. It's not boring for the most part. I think it is. I, I don't think it is. Right. I don't think it's boring for the most part. I won't return to it, I don't think. Yeah. But my test of this is if it's on in the background, would I make the effort to get up and turn it off? And right, I would not really. I would like. You would sit through it. Yeah, when at no point when this album was on mm. in the background, when I was in my background, listens to it. Yeah. was I like oh, I've got to turn this shit off. Uh, now there were moments when it went into their radio after, like when oh, I song, yeah. and I heard some of their other material, and I was like, no, this needs to go off immediately. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I and mean, if you never heard their song "Sexy Bum." No. I mean, you never need to hear their song "Sexy Bum." Oh, like, do me. not
1: listen to this. No, fine, but I'm just, you know, I'm imagining it. It's called "Sexy Bum," and it's right, by Right said Fred. I'm pretty sure I can imagine what it's yeah, like. Yeah, he likes, he likes, he likes a bit of a sexy. Bum. Li- he likes
0: bums, good of all types, good. And that's a lie because fucking no one likes all bums. I've seen <laughs> your own. I, I, my bum's fucking nice, you cheeky fuck. <laughs> If you go to my Facebook, you can see the the bum that I put on my dad's birthday cake. It's a good ass.
1: Well, there's a little treat for our listeners. Well, there you go.
0: It's a good ass. What are you on about? I might post it up on my, on the on the on the you go for it mate on the, on the Twitter. Um. Anyway, so uh, right. Yeah. Well, you see, I, 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 I thought this was all right. Yeah. I, I, I did, you know, it's it's a five five out of ten. Right. You know, four to five out of ten. But in terms of the pantheon of monstrosities we've heard. Right. Not even, not even close for me. Oh,
1: see, I, I would much rather listen to the Elita Albums album again. No, I would probably listen to the Enigma album no. over this. I think this is nip nope. so bad. Nope, Fleetwood Mac. No. And you're talking about, uh, you know, you. you at no point you thought you had to turn it off. When, whenever I do my background listening, it's mostly when I'm opening up my pub yeah. and I'm doing uh, like polishing everything, and getting it all ready for the day, and I'm by myself until the rest of staff come in or until we get delivery drivers. Mm-hmm. And it's just on. And I have it up quite loud so that I, it, I'm aware of it yeah. and I don't forget it's on. When I got a delivery yeah. from uh, Nisbet's giving me some Blue Roll, yeah. I was embarrassed that it was on. Yeah. And when the first member of staff came in to help start setting up the bar... I said to her, "I just need you to know, I'm not listening to this for fun. This is for a thing that I do. I'm really sorry."
0: See, I'm not sure that this isn't uncovering some kind of deeper emotional turmoil. Perhaps some kind of some kind of tension within yourself.
1: Maybe so. off oh, protest too much. Has, has this
0: album made made you ask yourself things that you weren't comfortable asking? It's made me ask.
1: Why we're we doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: that every fucking week. Yeah, I know. Anyway, guys, say look, uh, yeah. so look uh, we all you know you know what's coming next, Chris. We've yeah. got we've got
1: to choose some songs. Sure. for our song. Okay, I wait. I, mean, I have two that I would possibly put on. Possibly put on. You know, there has to be one. I mean, but,
0: I'm, I mean, D- deeply dippy but, for me isn't the best.
1: That's one. The fr- okay. That would be my second one. I prefer Do You Feel to Deeply Dippy, but. I do not need to put two songs on, so I'm fine. Just putting "Deeply Deadbeat." Cool, let's do that then. Yeah,
0: yeah. We only need the one where it said Fred song
1: in here. I think that's yeah the right thing to do.
0: You don't don't want uh, you know kind it, of
1: it, we don't want to give the wrong impression of oh we liked a couple of these so we put them on. No. post traumatic st- Fred disorder. <laughs> Shite said Fred. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. guys,
0: uh, as you hear, we are bleeding for you. I hope you've <laughs> yeah, enjoyed God, um, this episode.
1: Please Poor tell arm. your friends about this one because I don't want this to be going into the ether and three people listen.
0: Honestly, man, like, I, I I have the reputation as the uh as the cynical, more acerbic one of our group. Uh, yeah. And this, I mean, you you can't. Look, I, I I love Chris. He's he's one of my very very best friends in this in this shitty world. And it actually hurts me to see the pain on this little man's <laughs> face at the
1: moment. Uh, I'm glad this is over. Yeah, I, I can is, tell, man. Yeah. Your little potato face is really sad. At the Let, moment. Go, whenever we went into this, we would be saying for weeks, oh, God, we got to write a friend yeah. to come. And we said the same thing about Simply Red in yep. the last season. And that turned out all right. Yeah. And this one didn't for me. See, I, I am broadly okay with this.
0: I see uh and i envy you yeah i know yeah. i know you do anyway look right cool. so thank you so much for listening uh, we listen to these records so you don't fucking have to yeah. if you have get in contact actually before we do go uh, because uh, we've just had a couple of tweets come in in Ooh, real time we love this stuff go for it uh so what have we got here about right so fred
1: uh yeah about oh, right 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 fred so yep. what
0: we had we've had uh, uh martin young deeply dippy Oh, yes. Is one of the best number ones of the 90s, and you, nothing you can say can convince me otherwise. You're a right, fucking maniac. Right, said Fred, are good eggs,
1: literally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah you are a maniac, Martin. It's, it's a good song, best, but it's... One of the best of the 90s. You're insane. Best number ones
1: what of the, the f- 90s. I I am now thinking through the... Because pre- the top ten singles have been terrible for a while now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that this, can, this is automatically good. Oh, that's... That's wild. I mean, I, wild.
0: But anyway, and uh, then uh, Phil Guthrie's been in contact as well, and he's just said, "Fair play. They made a little go a long way." Was there a difficult, <laughs> dark, tortured second album? I wonder. Uh, there, there was. I think <laughs> it was still pop light, though. Uh, heaven help you for having to listen to the whole thing intently, though. Mind. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Phil, for your sympathies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, right. So that's that's it from us this week. If you've got any thoughts or messages about, right? Said Fred. Please do get in contact with us. What's uh, what are we back with next week? Well, we're doing the Beastie Boys special next week. We're going to do Check Your Head. Uh, okay, full disclosure, we've recorded that already. So yes. uh, if you uh, if you want to include any feedback for that, you might be able to get a little bit in the intro. Indeed, yeah. Um, yeah let us
1: know and we can, we can do that bit.
0: And uh, yeah, then after that, we'll be back with another record. Yeah,
1: after that, the next like uh, number one album we're doing is The Cure. So we're going to be back with The Cure in a couple nice. of Nice.
0: Which album is that one? that's um, Wish?
1: Wish, that's it, yeah. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. All right, guys. Well, look, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. We've, uh, had, um, We've had emotions. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> you take care and we'll see you next time. Cheers,
1: guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter at PCL Podcast, on Instagram also at PCL Podcast, and facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is pclpodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com.